Why do we like to be frightened? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for people who love to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, courageous scaredy cat, and with me as always is my frustratingly fearless co-host. Nathan Clark's an actor, author, filmmaker, and apparently actually fearless person. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually have proof. Uh, oh my. I will, last you're, night. You're gonna brag anecdotes. Yes. <laughs> Wait, you earned it, you earned it. I, I earned this anecdote. We came home, as Joseph knows, from our, a meeting. Uh, we were having a, a little artist meeting here in the city. And long story short, there is, let's just say we were confronted at midnight at our front door by a very aggressive, um, individual who wanted to fight me and my and uh, started at my at my lovely wife and so I found out that I am I am a fearless person rather <laughs> especially when my wife is involved and uh, don't worry he was chased down the street and the great NYPD took care of everything mm-hmm. very kindly and patiently yeah. but we are all safe but all to say <laughs> you're actually fearless I'm actually I fight crime. I'm Batman. Yes. <laughs> it's like, you know, always every every man wonders what they do in that situation. And you, you don't have to now. Yeah. Was very, <laughs> I'm pleasantly surprised. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so, well, anyway, speaking of which, that is related to our today's topic. We are discussing why we like being scared. So, but first, Nathan, if people enjoy this discussion and want to engage more with our content and meet fellow overthinkers like themselves, where can they go? They can go to the overthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about the hosts and any live events we have coming up. And we do have a live event coming up mm-hmm. here in the city. We're doing another artist showcase at the amazing Hepzibah House right on the Upper West Side in New York City. And it's going to be a great time with food and drinks. And we're going to have uh, throughout the mixer and people talking, getting to know each other, connecting all these awesome overthinkers. We're going to have interspersed in it, um, different artists doing poetry or music or things. So it'd be so much fun to have you there. So please head to the RSVP. It's going to be, what date, Joseph? November 17th. November 17th. Um, We're going to be putting up the details very soon, if not by the time this comes out. Look on the Overthinkers page, look on our website. We'd love to see you in person. And that also leads into, if you want to connect with more overthinkers like yourself, not only could you come to the Heps of a House on November 17th, you can also go to the Overthinkers private group on Facebook where there's now like, I don't know, 10,000, over 10,000. 11,000 about now. 11,000 overthinkers like yourself who um, love posting a lot of overthinking memes and getting into great discussions. We'd love to have you. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and share with a friend. And by the way, we have crossed a hundred. Yeah. yeah and finally, <laughs> so the saga is now coming to a close, but it's not because we're gonna do a sequel now. We've now made it to 101 reviews. So now obviously I'm gonna be up all night because we need 200. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so help us get to 200. I have a feeling this is never gonna end. It's never gonna end, yeah. <laughs> you just have to guys have to keep feeding the beasts and giving us reviews. Or just stopping at a nice round number, <laughs> but I can't deal with 101. That sounds like a you problem. Okay. Well, so I think that about does it. Let's do it. Cool. All right. So let's start the discussion. People like being scared. From campfire stories to horror movies to haunted houses to true crime podcasts, internet, the internet internet phenomenon, creepypasta, that is a trend of starting and passing around scary stories on the internet, to skydiving. It's clear that millions of people all over the world regularly seek out being scared for enjoyment. 
But why would people seek out an experience that almost everyone would agree is an unwelcome emotion? Freud thought that they, in addition to our self-preservation survival instinct, we also had a competing instinct at war, which was a self-destructive instinct, a love of death. And types of Wrong. fear. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Couldn't, couldn't even. I couldn't even wait till wait. the monologue yeah. was done. Uh, Freud deserves it. Uh, more of a young man myself. Yeah. <laughs> more of a Niles than a Frazier. Um, but uh, anyway, now I've lost my place. Uh, oh, yes. And types of fearful experiences don't break down evenly. As we discussed on our true crime episode, women are more likely to like true crime than men. But according to the Harvard Business Review piece, Psychology Behind Why We Love or Hate Horror, men are far more likely to enjoy horror than women. Young people are more likely to enjoy horror than older people. And you'll enjoy this, Nathan. People who lack empathy are more likely to enjoy horror than <laughs> people high enough. Oh, darn it. <laughs> I'm uh, working on it. In fact, the last point is a common criticism of content that's made to specifically designed to scare you, that it encourages sociopathic tendencies by desensitizing us to real awful instances of human suffering, enticing us to derive pleasure from it. A Texas mom recently watched Hocus Pocus warned people against watching it because it could, the a, magical enchantments in there could send people to hell. I have put a spell on you. So, uh, Nathan, why do you enjoy scary things? What is it about humanity more broadly that makes us desire to frighten ourselves? Mm, okay, well, uh, we have covered topics similar to this in past spoopy seasons. Yes. Um, we have uh, explored some of the reasons. Well, you know, we've explored is it okay for especially people of faith to watch horror movies, even on a more universal scale? Does it is it bad for people yeah. to watch horror movies, even psychologically? Um, you know, I have a confession that I think I've probably already confessed on this podcast. My wife and I really like scary movies. <laughs> and the funny thing is, whenever we say this to people, the reactions are always really funny. It's <laughs> usually very judgmental. <laughs> it's really, why would you like that? And to be honest, this was something, you know, they always ask that and I, you know, shrug it off. But it's actually a really good question. And I, I had to actually think about why do we enjoy scary movies? Why do we enjoy being scared? And you know, you mentioned creepypasta, which sounds totally weird if you don't know what it is, but essentially it's just scary stories that roam the internet that right. might be true, might not be. You know, uh, a, po a popular example would be like Slenderman. Right. This went around with a lot of high school kids who write stories and reddits and, and things on it and they turn it into a movie. Yeah. And it's really just like, you know, a scary stories passed around the campfire, but it originates this past on the internet. Well, and that's the way to put you know, even if you look back pre-internet, the, the whole idea of passing scary ghost stories around uh, the, the fire, that's what, you know, you do at camp, you tell scary stories and you try to scare each other. Yeah. And it's it's done not maliciously, it's done like with kind of joy and like kind of a, a glee, like, ooh, tell me a scary story, let's yeah. get scared together. So it's a weird thing, even evolutionarily thinking, it's like, why in the world would we want to be scared? Right. Why would we tell someone, tell me a scary story and then yeah. like try to invest ourselves in it and even try to be scared by it? Why do me and my wife on our date nights go and watch scary <laughs> movies? I mean, there's plenty of rom-coms. Right. So this is a great question. It's one that I'm still kind of working through. I'm excited to dive into it today. Um, but one of the things I think that I find when I watch scary movies, one of the, one of the reasons I like them, I think, is because... I am so I've been around long enough to know that the world is a dark mm -hmm. and broken yeah. and scary place. And I, I think most of us, most of our listeners out there, 
believe this as well. We know that the world is filled with darkness and brokenness yeah. and scariness, even that there are terrible things that happen. There are sad things that happen. And so when I watch a movie, even if it's, you know, a hyper reality and there is a monster in it right. or, you know, a, whatever it might be, um, a curse. So whatever. Right. To me, it's a way to engage with the darkness and brokenness of the yeah. world. It's a way to say, yeah, this is real, even in a hyper real way. You know, most yeah. of us aren't going to deal with curses or monsters, but we are going to deal with some sort of quote monster, metaphorical monster, right. or metaphorical curse. And so it's a way to one, visualize kind of the darkness and brokenness of the world, and then to watch the characters overcome this, yes. figure yeah. it out. Uh, and so you identify with these characters trying to figure And, you know, we we went and saw a movie uh, on date night last Saturday with, uh, called Smile. Yeah. It's getting great reviews. It's a- it's Yeah, a, no, I hear really good things about it. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. It, it's a It's a scary movie. Um, definitely has all those touch points of, you know, yep. jump scares and all that. But ultimately what I really liked about it, it, you know, it's pretty formulaic. It's, they're not reinventing the wheel here, but I really enjoyed it. Um, because what it did was it based the entire story around the concept of trauma. Hmm. Basically it, it turns trauma into this kind of uh, curse or entity that followed from person to person to person. Nice. And because no one ever dealt with it, it kept on getting it kept on getting passed, passed on to yeah. someone else. Because oh, such a good idea. Because yeah. everyone just ran from it and never dealt with it. Yeah. And to me, this is a great metaphor. Horror movies or scary movies can have this idea, uh, a, a great picture of um, of dealing with the darkness and confronting it. And so that's one of the things I like in scary movies. You know, I'm not so much a big fan of the slashers and really violent right. films. I like ones that kind of really have this metaphorical visualization. <laughs> of darkness and evil being dealt with by mere mortals, us, right. by humanity. Yeah. And so that's my first thing I'd say. Yeah. So that, that's the reason I like scary movies. And I would say that maybe many people like scary movies because it's we know the world's dark and scary. And so to watch a movie kind of almost emboldens us to say, you get to fight and kill the monsters in your own life in the same way that these people kill the real monster in the movie. Right. So there, uh, there's a lot there that's really good, I think, and that resonates definitely with me. I, instantly, when you said that, the first thing I thought of was um, a G.K. Chesterton quote that ever, one of the most overused G.K. Chesterton quotes. That's a good one. But it's a good one, which is that um, uh, we don't tell children stories about dragons because uh, to tell them that dragons are real. They already know dragons are real. Mm. We tell it to them to show that the dragons can be beaten. Yes. And the thing is, what you find a lot of times with people who like horror movies, or not just horror movies, but just scary experiences in general, these are people, we actually had um, Tyler Smith on, he's touched on this in our, in our in another one of our horror episodes, but is that people who are well acquainted with how dark the world actually is. Yeah. And it's like, you know, for many people, it's like, I, if you don't like it, they're like, I don't want to be reminded of how scary the world mm. is. But people are like, I can't get away from that. The world is just dark and scary for wow. me all the time. And so these things actually make me more hopeful because it allows people, it allows me to actually, to confront my fear in a safe way. It's not actually, this yep. is one thing, all the, you know, there's like, there's a bunch of articles besides the ones I just, there's a Today article that's like, why do we like to be frightened? And uh, five, uh, Psychology Day, that's like five reasons we like to be scared that deal with a lot of these questions about, it's it, we're dealing with our fear in a safe way. So it's like, again, because we know that we're not, this is not something that's actually scary. Yes. Um, but- You can turn, you can pause or turn off the movie. Right, exactly. It's not, they're not actually leaping out at you. And they're so hyper-exaggerated <laughs> that we know an actual monster or demon or whatever, does, right. those don't exist. Right. So we're able to, but we're still able to have the benefits of that fear does to us. Because here's an interesting thing. 
the fear, experience of fear actually makes you feel more powerful Mm. because what it shows you is you actually, by handling the fear, you get desensitized to it and actually prove to yourself, I can be more powerful than the thing I'm afraid of. Interesting. So I get to, in a, first of all, safe dosage, desensitize the thing, myself to the thing I'm afraid of. So I'm no longer as afraid of it. But then also to prove to yourself, I have handled the thing I'm afraid of, and I'm no longer as afraid of it. Therefore, I am stronger than the thing that I'm afraid of. You're so much stronger than you think you are. So it's almost like kind of a, um, like climbing a mountain. Yes, exactly. So it's, you're proving to yourself by way of through this emotion, by traveling through this emotion, that you can do it. Right. And that it's not as scary as it looks. And not only are you proving it to yourself, you're making it more true. Uh, again, there's like, you know, we are all know about, you know, in ancient societies and most societies prior to ours, there were very like, you know, particularly for men, there were like, you know, male initiation rituals and mm. things like that. So people have to, you know, literally go through a gauntlet in order to then, you know, become, become a man or, you know, or even, you know, Orthodox Jewish today, you know, it's like, you have to, you know, recite the Torah or whatever it is. You have to do something hard in order to then wow. prove that you're an adult. And again, this is why one of the reasons kids like to do scary stories around the campfire. Am I the kind of person who can handle it when something scary happens? And by sitting around the campfire and hearing it, you prove, oh yeah, I can handle things that scare me. It's giving a vision of yourself. Yes. You're the kind of person, because, you know, last night was an interesting experience for me when I was faced with someone threatening my wife and wanting to fight me and threatening and yelling. Because I had envisioned myself all these years yeah. watching Lord of the Rings or, or superhero movies yeah. or the Avengers and going, well, I want to be the kind of person who would be brave and stand up to someone. And part of me thinks I was willing to jump in front of my wife yeah. and, and confront, you know, I don't want to call him evil, a disturbed person, but uh, confront a dangerous, bad right. thing because I'd had practice envisioning myself right. as someone who did that. Right. Well, and that's why I think, again, we've talked about Lord of the Rings before, but Lord of the Rings, it works so well to have, I don't know, probably many of you know this, but Peter Jackson, who directed the movies, oh, good point. was a horror director, which was a really interesting decision. They chose him because, um, you know, it's supposed to be fantasy and beautiful and even a kind of a faith tale. And they chose this guy who'd only ever <laughs> directed indie horror films yep. to make one of the biggest franchises of all time. But because he had a good grasp and he practiced having a grasp on light versus darkness on yeah. overcoming the darkness, which is essentially what Lord of the Rings is about. It's right. about light and goodness conquering and approaching darkness. That is the horror genre. Yeah, absolutely. It, and so he knew how to portray that in a visceral and effective way. Well, that's, and that's the thing is, you know, again, I, you know, my, my favorite genre of movies or, or, you know, stories like, is the superhero genre. And you can think about me what you will because of that. <laughs> yes. I say that and that's, I'm right. You too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hi there, Kettle. Name's Potts. Have we met? <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing is, one of the things I think is interesting about horror, what I get from horror that I don't really get from, from superheroes is that superheroes are confronting evil, but they confront evil with comparably the same power. You know, again, you'll some, oftentimes have, you know, a, a Thanos or something like that, who's more powerful than the heroes, but it's still superheroes versus you have literal <laughs> gods. Yes. Fighting. Four. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, so it's, it's powerful people fighting each other, but horror is the power imbalance wow. is, is, is the whole point is, you know, it's, you are not on an equal playing field. Even the people who are supposedly like normal, like, like who are like, you know, uh, 
uh, Michael Myers or whatever, like that are are unreal, are superhuman, you know, in their ability. So it's like, so it's this, and even so it was, you know, a young girl versus an older man. The entire thing is about power and balance. The reason it's horror and not adventure is because the thing that you're scared of is more powerful than you. Power is mine. This, that is an absolutely brilliant, um, uh, uh, what is it? take i don't know <laughs> uh, perspective oh. whatever if that was brilliant because, thank you but that's a, that's a you recognize i i hadn't thought about that before that's really interesting i love superhero films but you're right they're typically with they're typically two people of close to equal power yeah. you know sometimes there's a whatever but really you're you're just hoping that yours edges out over and right. that's typically how they end but in in the horror scary movie scary story genre it's almost always you know very often the lead character is a a little girl right yeah and she's confronting look at stranger things oh my god that's perfect strange is about a little girl who takes on the most evil you know universe right and so you have i love the power balance and i think that's one of the reasons even sometimes it's more visceral because when i watch superheroes i want to be like those superheroes yeah when i watch horror movies i go i'm i am like that person because I do feel little compared to the darkness I face in the world, to the brokenness or the difficulties of my mental illness or whatever it might be, uh, our trauma, whatever it might be. We feel little compared to them. And that's what scary movies portray so well. But it shows someone little overcoming. And that's, again, back to the world, why it's so brilliant that the, a teeny little hobbit, a small person. Oh, wow. That's a good point. uh, Confronts evil, a huge evil, a, a monstrous evil. And so it, you could even argue that Lord of the Rings falls in that scary movie yeah, kind of place. It's a small, the power imbalance is so visceral and that's why we connect to it because we feel so small yeah. in comparison to the monsters we face. The monsters of trauma, family, mental illness, job, whatever it might be. Well, and that's the thing about horror also is, I mean, you know, and, and I mean, again, because it's like there's, you know, there's the horror movies, there's the creepypasta, there's, you know, again, even just doing dangerous things like skydiving. Again, where it's, you know, these are things that you are in places of helplessness. You are a small, fragile human being. But if you can handle those things, wow. then, then you are actually bigger than you think you are. And it acknowledges that frailty. But again, horror also, and a lot of those stories really do a good job. They're able to be mapped onto metaphors really well in a way that's, 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 um, that's, that's really unusual to me. Again, like you said, this is a curse. You know, again, what's more powerful? You were a curse. Like, but also curse can be trauma. It can be something mm. like that. And so I think that tells me that, again, as normal human beings, we're very aware of our fragility and we're very aware about how so, like, so many things in this world can kill us. Yeah. Like, trauma can kill us. Our, you know, I mean, you know, it's like it follows, bodily harm. Bodily harm. It's like, it's like body, it, it, we can, you know, so we can be harmed psychologically. We can be harmed physically. We can be harmed, you know, in, 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 almost every single way. And so, and again, going back to, you know, sometimes people don't want to be reminded, but for some of us, it's like, no, we're aware of this all the time. I need to know that I can defeat it. Yes, exactly. That, see, that's an interesting thing. There's a great documentary called Free Solo. And it's about oh, a guy, yes. I think it won the Oscar for the yeah, documentary. Yeah, it did, it won best documentary, yeah. And it's ba- basically about this climber who, who doesn't use ropes and he climbs these like if you are squeamish and afraid of heights, do not watch this. Yeah. But it's, it's a real story about this real guy. And they did brain scans on him and yeah. found that his fear center didn't ignite nearly as strong mm. as everyone else's. But he still had that desire to actually feel fear. And so to feel it, he had to go and do something 
way crazier than most of us. You know, we are going to get that, those sweaty palms and that fear when we go up to the top of the building that didn't, that didn't do it for him. So to feel that conquer um, adrenaline that that I did something, I faced my fear and did, he had to do something so much more extreme, which is apparently climbing El Capitan with no ropes. Um, (laughs) But he had that drive in him. I need to feel scared and conquer it. And I think it's interesting. You also point out that and, and, it, and this is not a rule, but I've noticed in my life very often the people who like scary stories like me are, are have faced either huge amounts of pain and brokenness and darkness in their yeah. life or are in the midst of facing something big. And weirdly enough, you think, well, they just want to watch something happy. No, again, it goes back to that. Yeah. That around the fireside, you want to say, I faced this and conquered it and I need to believe in that. I mean, again, I love that. You talk about the kids telling stories, right? Yes. Online. A lot of this, I think a lot of parents go, oh, why are my you know, teenagers reading these scary stories? Is not any good? But in reality, your teenagers are reading scary stories because they are young and want to know that the big scary world lies in front yeah. of them and that they can handle scary yeah. things. I remember, you know, when I was a kid, I mean, there's a friend of mine, you know, we, we read something that disturbed both of us. And I remember thinking about the two different reactions we had because for them, it's like, they don't want, they didn't want to ever read it again or think about Mm. it again. And for me, I kept reading it over and over again because I wanted it to lose its power. Wow, that's really, really interesting. And I I want to address a little bit because I think a lot of people be like, okay, that's fine. But, you know, scripture talks about, you know, don't dwell on dark things. Sure. And I understand that by the way. I, I agree with it. Scriptures obviously <laughs> we're all into scripture here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um so I'm so how do we square that away? How do we square we shouldn't focus on dark things? You know, you don't even talk about the things that happen in the dark. Uh, sure. Is that just exegesis that we need to do and that's that kind of thing? Or is it or is there actually something else going on that maybe is talking, we, we don't need to revel or focus or worship things in the dark, but actually scary movies very often, not all of them, or scary stories are about overcoming that. Sure. So I think, so there are two, there are two aspects to it. So like I, you're, you're kind of hinted at this, but we talked in our, one of our, our episodes before how I differentiate between sort of like, and again, this is not just movies, but we'll, you'll talk about movies, right. But different kinds of two different kinds of like scary movies. And I, you know, there is a kind of scary movie that is what we're talking about, which is it's about um, people overcoming something evil. Yeah, um, it's about and it's about glorifying the people who are able to overcome something evil, or you know maybe fail as a tragedy. You know, um, but it's their attempt. Regardless. But it's their attempt again. The thing is, the question is, I always ask in a story, where are you getting your catharsis? So catharsis is a um, is a as a, a psychological term in storytelling where it's like because all stories are build up of tension and then release and satisfaction. It's like, it's like, it, Oh, are they, is the hero going to get away? Are they, are they? And then, ah, they got away or something like that. And there are horror movies. Like I would say the saw franchise, even say the, the, yeah. the, the Friday the 13th franchise where the moment of catharsis, the moment of mo- emotional satisfaction is when the villain triumphs, not when they defeat the villain, not when they defeat the villain, when the villain triumphs. And I think those kind of things are harmful because they, ah. they incentivize us to feel glee at people suffering and evil in, in yeah. evil when in horror movies, most horror movies, again, like in smile, you know, or it follows or stranger things, you're not feeling glee when children are being attacked by the monsters. You're, you're feeling glee terror, when they kill them. You're feeling when they defeat the monsters. Exactly. And so I think you have to look at, is the experience something that is glorifying 
what um, is evil? Or is it um, putting us in the place of glorifying what is good? Yeah, and, and the defeat. And the defeat of that. That's evil. a really good differentiation. And, you know, I'm going to make a little argument here and say, because you, you, you brought up that, um, that you know, in, in scary movies and scary stories, it's often about the characters, the main characters, confronting yeah. their fears. And obviously, this is very visceral in scary stories and scary right. movies. But if you think about it, really, every movie is somewhat about this. I okay, mean, yeah. even if you want to take the Hallmark movie, sure. the beginning of the movie is someone confronting uh, a problem in their life. Or yeah. you know, the beginning of a, a rom-com is someone say, I'm confronting my fear of asking someone out right. uh, or of trying something new. So a lot of most movies somehow or another are built around a character who begins somewhere who is scared and something else has power over them. Yes. Be it their life, be it their schedule, be it their boss, be it right. a monster. And right. then their, their narrative is rising above right. that thing that is oppressing them in whatever form it takes. The rom-com is the, you know, the dissatisfaction with life. Or right. Loneliness, existential loneliness. Yes. <laughs> the, and and the, their narrative, even in a rom-com is I'm going to conquer this right. quote monster yeah. and face my fears. And the thing is, and this is, and this is sort of, you know, where we kind of make our argument, you could agree with it or not, is that oftentimes those movies or stories that are, not as scary and therefore maybe more safe and okay. What it, they're really doing is that they, for uh, people like us, they're not as convincing that we are actually strong enough to overcome evil. Well, the stakes aren't as high. Yes, because this, well, that's thing is, sure, maybe I can overcome a small problem like this, but could I overcome a big problem? You know, yeah, like, could, I could overcome, I, I could imagine myself overcoming what I did. I got married, Ask, <laughs> you know, asking the girl out. But when it's life and death, and sometimes our problems, my mental illness has yeah. felt like life and death. Yeah. And so for me, when I watch a movie that's life and death, again, with that power imbalance, yes. where there's a, the character is small and even fragile, but they are the ones to conquer this seemingly insurmountable yeah. um, amount of odds and uh, an enormous monster. That was encouraging. You know, I talk about this um, in a book that I haven't released, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I talk about the time I was, I was dealing with really intense mental illness and um, everyone was saying, well, just go watch happy movies, you know, d depression, yeah. go do happy things. And I did. And, you know, of course that was nice. And what I found that was really helpful to me during that time is I played this game um, that was a horror game. And it's basically a horror survival. You can't shoot anything. You can't hit anything. Oh, nice. You yeah. just have to survive. And you make it out and defeat uh, by making it, by, by surviving the game. Yeah. And weirdly enough, that brought me in the midst of my mental illness and depression, great comfort. I, had, I did it. I made yeah. it through the dark and I survived. I lived and found life on the other side. And I went through hell to get there and I conquered the hell by living. And that was something really, really meaningful to me, even out of a horror video game. Right. And so that, that's, I look back and see, um, maybe that's why I like being scared because I want to know I can make it out. Right. Now, so <clears throat> on the other hand, now this is interesting. Again, there are a lot of people then on the other side of it who really don't like, you know, well, they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to explore is are people wrong if they don't like things that are intensely scary? We're making a case of like, this is something that actually makes you stronger to confront these things. Well, we've talked about this about Christian films before right. and how one of our, at least my main complaints, and you, I think you tend to agree, is that they try to remove the the scary things. I'm not talking about scary movies, you know, horror movies per se. I'm talking. They try to remove anything 
um, any tension building right. things. It, they try to make the monsters not too big so they can easily get over them right. or just solve it with magic. Sure. Uh, and by that, by magic, I mean just the magic prayer, the magic, oh, God solved everything. And I think most of us who've been alive long enough to know that doesn't work. Um, we want in our movies and our books and our media and in our stories, we want things that actually provide a good amount of tensions, really difficult, big stakes and big odds, right. um, because that makes it more visceral in our experience. Right. And so I, I'm not going to say you're wrong if you just want to watch Hallmark movies. I like Hallmark movies. I watch them every Christmas. They're fun. They're escapism. But I think we need to know they are escapism. And because it's not being honest to us about the the reality and the depth and the heaviness and darkness of life. Yeah. And so I would say, of course, you don't need to watch a horror movie every night. You don't need to read sure. creepypastas uh, in your spare time. But I would say challenge yourself, and you might be even more comforted and more touched, to watch things that have really, really big odds. You know, one of the reasons war movies mm -hmm. are so popular um, is because you're watching people conquer something right. really hard. And a lot of people have a hard time watching war movies, but there's also an amazing, um, there, there's a lot to be learned from war movies right. or scary movies or fantasy movies with big, bad monsters. So no, you don't have to watch this all the time. You're not wrong for enjoying escapist, more happy things, but I would suggest, I think it's a good practice to occasionally deal with art that has bigger stakes yeah. and bigger monsters. You might not like the aesthetic of war movies, totally okay. But what, maybe watch Lord of the Rings and you sure. can look at those monsters and tackle them in your mind and say, it's okay for well, my art to do that. Right. Well, I think, again, I think it's interesting because, again, because demographically, you know, the people who desire fear-based experience is interesting because, you know, like I said, when you look at men versus women, men tend to more watch horror movies and women tend to be more interested in true crime. And one yeah. of the things I think is interesting about that, of course, is because horror movies put you inside the fear. Whereas mm. true crime tends to actually put you outside of it and make you more analyze it. So you're not actually experiencing the fear of the situation. You're wow. analyzing it. And I think that it's, you know, this is what sort of one of the things that makes me kind of like not want to judge people too much if I don't like these yeah. things is that, you know, some people, when they confront, you know, for some people, disproportionately men, their life gets better when they confront the darkness. For a lot of people, disproportionately women, when they confront the darkness, it kills them. Yeah. <laughs> and there's more. Yeah. Like last night, had I not been there, she could, my wife could very easily have been dead. And so I think that, you know, and again, it's like older people tend to be less interested in those than younger people. Again, a more vulnerable population. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, I, my thing is I want to say is there's, there is a reason, a, a real yeah. reason that people are attracted to scary things because they want to be stronger. And that's that's and that's a good thing. Um, it is also a good thing that people want comfort and safety. Both Those, of these are good both, inclinations. Both of these are good inclinations, but we don't have to explain why we want comfort and safety. We have to explore why we want to get scared. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> well, and yeah, I think you bring up a good point that um, it, it's it. Yeah, it, this is it's it, interesting looking at it like that. That people sometimes they actually face these things so often in their life, they need something else. They right. need something to remind them like the world is good. There are other things in the world besides this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like, I like coming to this idea that before we judge any of each other, uh, any, any humans around us for enjoying, whether it be scary movies or lighthearted escapism, both actually have benefit to right. us and they're, they can both be good, but it is interesting in this discussion when we're trying to figure out why are we, why do we like being scared that there might actually be a positive element? Yes. Here. Yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. If you're going to engage, 
with a scary story, do it. I, I highly recommend it. And I think it will um, strengthen you and you'll feel good afterwards. And yeah. you'll be more, in, in a small way, more capable of facing the darkness and monsters in your own life. But like you point out, Joseph, choose stories that glorify yeah. um, the, the person or the protagonist overcoming the evil, not ones that glorify the evil. Yeah. Cool. I think we've about just about uh, wrapped Bing, bang, up. boom. We yeah. got it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now you get our suggestions for which stories you might enjoy or mm. might not enjoy, but. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, very, but should. <laughs> very, very good. So on to blesses and curses, where we take a. Um, something on our topic that we want to recommend that you engage in uh, for this or that uh, we want to uh, advise you to stay away from. So uh, Nathan, what uh, are you going to recommend? I'm going to recommend, well, I mentioned it earlier, I'll recommend Smile real quick. Um, I already mentioned it. Uh, I've noticed a trend in a lot of scary movies recently. Um, and I think it, it, you know, anxiety has been mm-hmm. rising in the, you can see the rates about it. Uh, trauma, we're starting to look at that more and how it actually affects us. So I've been noticing that is a constant in a lot of scary movies lately. And I, and I really appreciate that actually, because it's, it has something that we can tie a little more viscerally to our own experiences, mm-hmm. even if it is about monsters, they're still representing trauma and things that yeah. we will face. And so I like that Smile did that and it was just fun. It had the good jump scares, but I also felt good afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, oh, I, what, are the, what are the things in my life that I need to stop running from and pay attention yeah. to and conquer? If I really like that. And in that vein, I'll also quickly bless um, Antlers. It has Carrie Russell oh. and um, uh, Jesse Plemons, who I absolutely love. I heard about that one. Yeah, that it's good. good. It's a slow burn. Um, it is scary, but again, it's about essentially the same thing. There's a monster, and it is dark, and it is scary, but it is, it is you know, it, two small people. I, I'm not mm. saying that who are trying to confront the darkness and yeah. you know as a teacher who starts seeing this darkness creep over a student um, uh, who's kind of forgotten and is dealing with trauma and this teacher decides to be the one who stands in the gap and i think it's a beautiful thing yeah, and um, even though it is dark it is very you know it, for the squeamish maybe something a little lighter maybe, yeah. maybe go with lord of the rings yeah. but this is for me it was really encouraging and it made me want to be heroic actually and mm. watching this even if the darkness seems bigger than me yeah. i'm going to stand in front of it um uh, another one is i'm I half bless this because I've only read half of it, but I'm really <laughs> enjoying it. It's a book. I don't read many scary books, um, but you know, it is that time of the year. So I'm like, I'm going to read a scary book. I've been suggested to me a million times. It's a novel. It's called Pin Pal. Mm. And thus far it is, I'm, I'm really just going to bless it because of the, the writing. Um, mm. it, it was funnily enough, the stories behind it is as a, a guy who would tell stories on Reddit and he got mm. so much attention they said, please write a book. All his, all the people on his threads. Oh, nice. And so he did, and it blew up. And so it's called Pin Pal. It's a scary story about this man's uh, childhood. And it's just written beautifully. I love when people come out of obscurity and are so unbelievably talented. Yeah, I wish that would happen to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyone wants to pluck us from obscurity, we are here. We're down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting! But it's it's really well written. The way it's paced, uh, just you know, story structure is really interesting to me. I love the prose, and I love how he introduces in his seeing through the eyes of a child, and goes back to that concept mm-hmm, of yeah. um, the the evil we face is even more impactful in the stories when you have something innocent and fragile who's yeah. confronting that evil, and it's this this child facing an evil. And so I just love how he it's an, 
he's looking at evil through innocent eyes yeah. and also wanting to confront it. So I'm thus far, I do not know the ending. Apparently it's a big ending and everyone went crazy. So maybe I'll be cursing it on next year, but hey, thus you know, far I'm blessing. That's awesome. Yeah. So this would be cool. You know, he's he stick around for when, for, for the next part, half of his, <laughs> of his bless or curse. Uh, yeah. Uh, for curses. Uh, this is actually pretty easy for me. I didn't struggle today with bless or curses. <laughs> Um, Watcher is a new one everyone's going crazy uh, about a scary movie so boring and that's mm. my curse it's just boring and I didn't ugh, it's fine I, I can't even remember the ending I just remember not liking it and I watched it like a week ago or something what's really funny to me is you, you talked to me about this before and how you were talking about like it's a director who did directed dramas before and he didn't direct horror and what I see is I've seen people talk about what they how much mm. they liked the movie and all the people I see who liked the movie were not people who are fans of horror. <laughs> Interesting. And so the thing is, he, he seems like, again, I haven't seen the movie, but it's like, he's makes some, maybe a good movie, but not a good horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it didn't, yeah, I don't, I again, it didn't stick out of my mind. I didn't feel anything afterwards. Yeah. I didn't feel more emboldened or scared, even as, yeah. eh, whatever. So it was forgettable. So I think the reason I'm cursing is because so many people are blessing it, right? Yeah, and, and so, they're wrong. Yeah, and they're wrong, <laughs> objectively. <Yeah. laughs> Isn't that cute? But it's wrong! Um, so I'm gonna curse that. I'm also gonna curse one on the, the lines of what you're saying earlier about um, what you glorify yeah. in a movie. And there's a movie um, with, oh, oh, it's Bucky Barnes. What's his, what's his real oh, name? Oh, Sebastian Sands. Sebastian Sands. It came out a while ago on Netflix called Fresh. Uh, I'm not uh, even going to tell you the concept because it's so- Oh, good Lord. It glorifies evil. This is a movie that glorifies and revels in the, gr in the gross and evil things of the world. Yeah. And we kept on waiting for, oh, there's going to be a concrete moment. There's going to, nope. It just glorifies it and kind of celebrates it. And um, I, I really disliked it for those reasons. I I didn't find myself inspired or rooting for the characters. Yeah. Well, and the, and the sad thing is, people are talking about it as if it's celebrating heroism. They, they yeah. they're talking about it. They're making again. They're making this this, this feminist manifesto movie, and it's and it's that's really sad in a movie like this. Yeah, I mean, goodness gracious, I'm I'm all for you know women empowerment. Of course, this is not that's it. not it. That's this is not it. So to me, maybe I'm wrong. You know, let me know. Write write me. Um, but it, it glorified evil too yeah. much. And so even if you do have, I don't even really remember the ending. Even if you do have the ending where the hero um prevails. You had already glorified evil so much at that uh, point that it yeah. is all right, okay, whatever, you know. Yeah. So I, I got to curse those two. That's that's good. Um, I I had at the beginning just one bless and one curse, but I thought of another bless that I want to do. Um, it's one bless for the adults, one bless for the kids. Nice. So you got um, first. I haven't blessed this yet, and I really enjoy the movie, so I'm gonna bless the movie. Nope, it's the latest Jordan Peele movie. Yes, I'm probably gonna be in the minority here. It's my favorite Jordan Peele movie that I've seen, Ooh. even more than Get Out. Um, and the movie you did see, I my thoughts. It on Get might Out. be my favorite too, actually. Um, well, that's really cool. I yeah. really enjoy it. Yeah, no, and and for me, I mean, the reason I like it is because it's the stuff we're talking about today. It's a, about you know the the beautiful relationship between a brother and a sister and them figuring out what's most important while they're by confronting something truly terrifying yeah and and i think that the fact that they decided to tell that story and in a very creative terrifying yeah. way and 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 you know show how our perceptions of things are are driven a lot of times by the movies we've watched rather than what's really out there um, and I think that that's it. They just did a really good job of that. If you, if you liked, you know, things like, I mean, you know, they, they, people have done this comparison, things like Jaws, 
you know, yes. and, 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 or other Jordan Peele movies, things like movies like that, that that's are about people overcoming the struggle of a power that's greater than them. You really enjoy this a lot, well, but it is an, it is a, you know, for adults, it's an R rated film. It's for adults. Well, yeah. and I'll add to that because you said all the things that are true about it. It's, it's content. Right. I'm also going to add what I really also enjoyed about it. In addition to those things was that it felt like two things at one time that I feel like Jordan Pe- hmm. uh, Peele nailed which is one, it brought me back to old fashioned movies Mm. and this kind of grandiose, uh, you know, it had all these markings of kind of the fun that we love in these old epics, you know, Spielbergian kind of um, feel to it, while at the same time giving me a monster and a big bad and a concept I'd never seen before. So it's both uh, totally new and classic all at one time, which I really appreciate. Absolutely, and again, I've, I've not seen this portrayal of this kind of monster before. Yes, this is and a totally original We've seen movie. a lot of movies. <laughs> yep. It's pretty hard to show us something new and this did that. And artistic yes. as well. Yeah. So, and fun. It's actually no, fun. I mean, like the fact that he's able to do um, solid artistry with blockbuster cinema while having something, a deeper story, something to say is is one of the reasons he's one of the, the most interesting filmmakers to Absolutely. watch. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I got that. But I realized we've been talking about this we want, I wanted to recommend something for the, for the kids, or at least, you know, um, younger teens, um, is, a, is a show called Over the Garden Wall. Oh. And it's something that, you know, our, our, our good friend Nathan Cher has, has recommended yep. many times. I finally, he got me to sit down and watch it. It's a rock fact. It is a great fable about two brothers who enter a woods where weird and scary things happen. And it is all about the two of them learning how to confront the dark. The darkness mm. themselves and the darkness outside of themselves, and realizing that they're the kind of people who can do that. And I think if you're mm-hmm. in, if you're interested in, um, in if you're like a parent or you're younger and you're interested in, you know, exposing your child or yourself to something that is scary, like it makes you toughens you up to watch it, but it's still like you know appropriate for younger younger viewers. Over the garden wall, I highly recommend that. Awesome, cool. So now my curse, my final curse is I'm going to curse the new Scream reboot, eek reboot cool movie. I just watched the first one. <laughs> it was all right. I liked the first yeah. one. It's, no, it's, 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 it, it was a solid template for self-aware horror films. Yeah, it's default. very meta. Yes, exactly. And it, it helped it helped to, to uh, inspire that kind of way of doing it. This one it does not do anything new. Okay. It's, it's just, hey, if we're self-aware of what we're doing, that means we're doing something different, right? It's like, no, you're still doing it. You're just, you're just doing it. Yeah. Even though you're commenting on the fact of doing it while you're doing it. And again, if to me, if there's nothing more that you're doing in a slasher horror film, then you're just doing the slasher and the horror. You're you're just reveling in the evil of it if you're not, if it's not saying or doing anything more. I also heard it wasn't just wasn't very fun. It's it's just it's again, it's just it's just there. Yeah, it's okay. just there again. It's like I've seen this before. There's no twists that I haven't, you know, seen. Even comment to the fact that you should have seen this ha- coming. It happens in all the horror films. It's like, oh, okay, then. Yeah. Uh, I, th- well, then I'll just watch those. So yeah. So that's that is my my dismissal review of the new <laughs> Scream reboot. I haven't seen it, but yeah. I'll just trust you <laughs> yeah. on this thank, one. Thank you. Um, well, cool. So uh, thank you everybody for uh, joining us. If people want to get in touch with you or find any of your your stuff, your content that you keep putting out, that's awesome. Where should they go? Can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> you really can. Yeah. <laughs> he has to make rent. Well, you can um, watch my most recent movie that I just released on YouTube because I wanted people around the world to be able to see it. 
And uh, yeah, it's up on YouTube. It's called Dono Jack. And it's actually about a man facing his darkness on the mm. inside. Uh, so check it out. It's a very personal movie to me. It's a little passion project, but I, I hope you'll enjoy it. Um, you can also get in touch with me at nathanclarkson.me, my website, or just search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials. Awesome. And you can find me on any of the socials as well. And of course, the my website, uh, josephholmstudios.com. And of course, Nathan and I both are regularly on, on the Overthinkers Facebook page. You can find us there. Uh, well, thank you very much, so much for joining us. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Thank you.